Morning, morning, morning. Happy Monday morning, everybody. This is Kyle, and there is Harminder. Hello. Hello. Happy, happy Monday. We are, well, if you're in the UK, you've just heard the Prime Minister announce the next stages of the lockdown procedure and how they're going to be easing that off using this four or five step process. But what it does mean is that life is not going back to pre-coronavirus normality just quite yet. So this is now, you know, if you've ever been thinking about publishing a book, specifically an ebook, now is the ultimate time to do it. You've got, according to the lockdown news, if you're in the UK or in other countries, you've probably got two, three, four weeks of time still at home. But this week, we're going to be talking about publishing an ebook for a slightly different reason than you may be thinking or assuming at this stage of the show. So welcome back to the BBO show, where me and Carl will be talking about another, whether it's a tool, technique, principle, but basically taking one pathway, one component, and taking you from A to B, A being Monday, B or Z being Z being Friday. So you can start something and close the loop, finish it, and then move on to something else, whether that's starting a business, identifying a niche, whether that's publishing an ebook, which we'll be talking about this week, whether it's making uh, cash online, that's another week, whether it's taking your physical business and moving that physical business using a few techniques that we spoke about to an online business and start to get customers online. That was another week. That was actually week one of the BBO show. So we're starting to add lots of different ways in which you can leverage this amazing online world and this online business world for your benefit, for whatever outcome and result that you have. You know, it, it, whether it's generating income, an additional income, whether it's uh, creating a business which allows you the time freedom, the freedom of choice, allows you to leave the job or give you an additional income. So you've got your job income and you've got this online business income coming in at the same time, which allows you to do other amazing things, go on better holidays, start to invest possibly if that's something you're interested in. Whatever it is for you, that's important. But today we're, today and this week, Kyle, we're talking about eBooks and specifically publishing an eBook, but not for the reason people may think. So what? just start talking, I guess, about why we're publishing an eBook and what's the reason for this week's topic. Sure. So ebooks and I mean, we're calling it an ebook, but it's also a book. Mm. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. So and the line between an electronic book and a book is blowing a lot nowadays. And we'll get into that more when we talk about publishing. But ebooks are a great way to show um, your knowledge and your expertise in a certain area. So a few weeks ago, we talked about an expert niche, uh, a niche funnel, which is a sales funnel based upon you being an expert in what you do and it's a way of um, getting people to know like and trust you by teaching them by giving them information and an ebook is a i mean it's the quintessential unit the quintessential unit of value for showing somebody hey i know what i'm talking about i've written the book on it literally written the book on it um also ebooks tend to come quite early on in our sales process um so we could be talking about physical products we could be talking about running events we could be talking about consultation etc but we want to start off with some of the early uh products and ebook is it's probably yeah it's probably one of the most essential um components as you start to build up your online business um very quickly though even if you are not 
a teacher, even if you're not a writer, even if you're not in the expert funnel per se, ebooks are really good at uh, building a brand, building um, your reputation of your company to sell whatever it is that you sell. Um, it's a way of getting your business out there. And that's what we're going to be talking about a lot this yeah. week. Yeah, and actually today we're going to focus in on three big benefits, you know, the, the main reasons why you should be publishing an ebook and the typical objections that come along with that uh, we'll also be covering today and covering throughout the week. So I think this is a good time because this is a, a process in which we help clients do. This is a process in which we, we work with ourselves. So when we walk you through this week, you're going to experience a you know a system and a machine that we've got set up which we're also just sharing with you out there now if you had watched the bbo show last week and you've got questions or you're going to have questions on everything we're talking about today which commonly will be around the the objections that we'll cover later the best place to talk to myself and kyle is in the free private slack group and that is in the description below. And that's a really focused place in which we can have a conversation about everything we speak about in the BBO show. And also good news, the show notes, the website is now live. So you can always check out any additional elements there. You know, we're, we're expanding that website there and you can find that on bbo.show. Just type that into your the box on your, uh, whatever, your whatever web browser you're using, bbo.show and the website will appear and then you can find the show notes, videos, blogs and guides and that will be expanded over time. So Carl, let's jump into the three big benefits of actually publishing an ebook. What are the real reasons for a business to go ahead and publish an ebook? Sure, well, the simplest one, um, and the one that everyone's probably thinking about is income, money. Um, when you hear about Kindle publishing in particular, which is publishing on Amazon, but in general, um, eBooks in, gen uh, in general, people talk about um, how it's a good way to add an extra income, um, especially because it's a passive income. It's an income that mm. keeps coming, um, which is very powerful. So on Amazon, you get 70% um, of the sale as long as your book is over three dollars um which if you know anything about traditional publishing 70 percent is massive if i was to go through a traditional publisher uh, and then get my book in waterstones and barnes and noble or whatever the bookstores are in your country you'd probably end up with 10 percent, 15 percent um it depends on um if it's non-fiction or fiction but you still are going to get a tiny percentage of that final sale whereas with e-publishing um, on someone like Amazon, you can take 70%, uh, which is chunky. You can generate a decent amount of revenue using eBooks. Yeah. How, how, so as a, as a way to work this out, so let's just look at Amazon as an interface, uh, as in a way to sell books and to make an income because they're going to give you 70%, which is fantastic. So I guess a way for us to work out how much money estimated within a certain category or topic, we could literally look at the sales of a book, take 70% of that, and then that starts to give us an idea of how much income we can generate from ebooks. Yeah, and this is a really good exercise that everybody at home can do. Um, so if you go onto Amazon, you find a book in your business niche or a book that you think you could write a similar kind of book. Um, if you look down in the details of that listing, you'll find something called the Amazon sales rank. Now, sales rank one means you're selling millions and millions and millions of books. Um, and if you're in, you know, 200,000 or 300,000, you might be selling 
one a month or something like that. It's a ranking. So small number is good. A big number is not so good. But you can find this number in every single Amazon listing and you can convert that number into a rough estimate of the number of sales somebody is getting per day or per month. Um, there are tools that do this for you. The best one is, have I written it down? I've written it uh, somewhere. It's a jungle. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we used it a couple of weeks ago to work out uh, one of our niches. Uh, it's not in the notes. I used a few. There's one on uh, junglescout.com, which is okay. free. So I, I use something called KD Spy, which is a paid uh, piece of software. I'm going to talk about it a bit later. But you can go to junglescout.com, and then you basically plug in the Amazon sales rank that you've found on Amazon um, for a book that is in your, in your business niche, for example. And it would tell you, okay, this person is selling 100 books per week for example. And let's say that book is $10. So it's 100 times 10, that's $1,000 of which they're taking home um, 70%, $700 a week, for example. Mm. So you can work backwards um, from the sales rank to the number of sales, times that by how much the book is, and then take 70%. And then that gives you an idea of, okay, this is how much they're making. Um, and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised mm. how much some people make from these books. Last week, if you were here at all, we were looking at the backyard chicken niche. So literally helping people in cities to um, to raise chickens in their backyard for their eggs, for example. The top backyard chicken book sells about, oh, I've forgotten the number. It was about 300 copies a month. So they were selling about 10 a day. Um, and the retail price was uh, just under $10. So they're potentially making a few thousand dollars a month from this. I think it was about 70 or 80 page ebook on backyard chickens. Um, so there is there is money to be made. Um, so income is definitely one of the big reasons why you might want to get to publishing. Yeah. And, and the income can, can be formed in two different mechanisms. One is passive. Mm. So if you think about okay, what's the advantage from an income basis? Is there going to be a lot of work involved once I publish the book? Well, actually, no, because you've published the book and Amazon handles the rest. Amazon handles the e-commerce side of it, i.e. collecting the cash and transferring the cash to you, handles the logistics, sending them the ebook, whether it's via Kindle, that would be their typical mechanism. Uh, if it's print on demand, they will handle that as well, but we can talk, we'll be talking about that later. So... That's a mechanism. You don't have to support anyone. There's no customer support. There's no refund issues. You just put the book on the site and because of various factors, which we'll talk about this week, then you can start to generate an income from it. So number one is passive. Number two is stacking books. Now, stacking books is, say, for example, that backyard chicken niche, and we're going to have to come up with another niche because we've been using that all last week. But say, for example, they had uh, edition one, uh, backyard chickens for... Uh, people who live in the city, then they could have backyard chickens for people who live in the suburb, backyard chickens for people who live in now a specific climate. They could go, for example, in the UK, uh, in London. They can get really narrow with this because London is a lot of population in Berlin, in other major cities where the climate's slightly different. And how do you adapt that to that kind of species? And I'm just, I'm pretending like I know about backyard chickens. I know nothing about them, but just exploring the idea. Now imagine these books are now stacked and these books are all selling at 300 units per month, maybe 200 units per month, maybe 100 units per month. And what we're describing here is a series of books. So rather than publish one ebook and then say, okay, yeah, done, we have an opportunity to publish a series. Now, also, that series can then be bundled as a series 
And Amazon has a fantastic feature where you can sell it as a bundle to somebody who will pay a cheaper price for the whole package, but a higher price than purchasing one book. So that's a good result as well. So think of getting income as two mechanisms. One is passive, but another one is stacking books as part of a series of books, which means the work involved is creating more eBooks, uh, which you'll hopefully master by the end of this week. Yeah, we're going to be going through a whole system over the rest of this week. Once you've done it once uh, and you've got your first book out, you know how to publish, you know how to promote, you know how to obviously get the book written. Uh, once you've done that once, it becomes easier to do it again and again. Um, and from there, yeah, if you can have 10 books all selling, you know, 100 units, a couple of hundred units a month, suddenly the income becomes quite sizable at that point and passive because once you've done the work, they're just sitting on Amazon. Amazon is doing all the work from that point on. They're just selling them uh, Absolutely. week after week. Um, so, so the net comes yeah. great. Yeah, the income is there if you find the right niche. Uh, we are going to be talking about that, obviously. Um, so, yeah, income is one of the most um, obvious reasons why people get into publishing on Kindle and mm. e-publishing in general. Um, but we're going to look at two more as well. Absolutely. So now the next benefit of, you know, why you should publish an ebook and it's its advantage to your business. What's the benefit to you, to your business, to your income? Well, number one, we spoke about income. Number two is could translate to income in the future, but that is actually reputation and positioning yourself as to use a word or phrase coined by Daniel Priestley in his uh, very popular, brilliant book, which is Key Person of Influence. So the it's, reason for this is a popular self-published book, by the way. Interesting. So it's, it's self-published. self-published. Interesting. So that so that will that will add ammunition or add evidence to all of the things that we're speaking about this week, which is fantastic. So, Carl, talk to us about reputation and the concept of being being a key person of influence and how that benefits our business. Sure. So sitting down and getting your knowledge and your expertise into the form of a book is a really powerful signal to the market, to other people in your industry um, that you know what you're talking about. Um, I have an example here. This is one that I wrote, uh, which is published on Kindle. I was able to do events um, where we were running workshops connected to this particular, um, this educational material that I was delivering and being able to give people a physical book um, as part of that event or prior to that event is just such a powerful um, tool because we associate authors and we associate publishing with very high levels of knowledge and expertise. Um, the It's now easier to publish a book. Previously, you had to go through the gatekeepers of a, a traditional publishing company, but there is still a huge amount of kudos paid to those people who do have a book. Um, and this reputation, you can, um, if, you're, if you're writing in your niche, it can be parlayed into as Harm says, future business. Um, it's really powerful at networking. Um, it's when you meet somebody, imagine being able to hand over a book to them and say, hey, um, it's great meeting you. I think this book might be useful for you. And then handing it to them at the end of a meeting or at a networking event. It's a very powerful signal that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And another way to um, think about it is a calling card. Um, so I've heard about it from previous authors refer to their books as a calling card in terms of I'm an author of this book on this expert subject. So it does your brand, your authority, and the fact that you're legitimate within that uh, niche sector, a lot of good. Now, if you think about the end customer, 
if you think, and, and again, this will make sense as we go through the week, but if you think about the end customer, who is who are they likely to spend money with, whether it's a service or product? Would it be the person, okay, let's say Kyle. Kyle has a book. Who's like... Who's more likely to spend money with somebody with car with a book or harms who hasn't got a book as an example? So the, re, the, the higher probability chances, well, actually, Kyle is an author, an expert. He's put his thoughts down on paper within this industry and he's published it. Now, that sounds like somebody who knows what they're talking about and is an author and possibly, if you know, hit on the Amazon best seller list within a certain category. Okay, that's the person I want to spend my money with versus importantly, even if they haven't read the book the, that's the key whether they read the book or not is kind of secondary it's, yeah. it's signaling effect of being able to say here is my book my book is about your problem um that is an extremely powerful signal yeah and and the fact is look not everybody reads cover to cover books i mean i'm sure there's some statistics published about this but they just don't and um have I read every book on that bookshelf? I probably read about 70% as a guesstimate, but some of them are just because certain authors, I uh, I believe in their, I think they have a good thought process, they're thought leaders within a certain subject, so I purchased their book as an example. So I, I agree, whether or not somebody reads the book is irrelevant, but the fact that you have a book and you can bring it to your networking meets, you can have a couple of copies with you, or you can redirect somebody on your website the fact that you know you've got a book so if you go to the bbo show we're creating a new book page because we published one three weeks ago as an ebook three uh, 200 different ways to make money online with your laptop and a wi-fi connection specifically launched during this time to help people you know leverage online world to make some cash now that will feature on the website now that's a really good calling card to say hang on a minute these guys have put together a list of ways to make money online now that does our credibility reputation and brand a whole bunch of good so that's that's very much the way to think about publishing an ebook in regards to reputation becoming a key person to influence the, just the simple concept of the fact that you've got a book is a powerful signal is a great calling card and can be used in lots of mechanisms to build your authority and have your customer almost automatically trust you you know for some reason authors have within the lay person a greater trust or a bond just because of the fact that they're an author um well, i think it, it yes it's a signal but there is the truth that that person has sat down they've thought about um the book they've structured the information they've got it down on paper and then they've set out into the world the fact that they've gone through that whole process shows follow-through it shows um, not only that they know their stuff, but they're able to create a product from it and get it out into the world. Um, whereas most people get stuck at that, ah, oh, I kind of want to write a book, and they never get to the end product. Um, yeah. So by having a physical book or an ebook, you are showing, okay, I'm reliable, I can get this stuff done, I know what I'm doing. And I think that's uh, very powerful. And of course, if people do read your book, um, they have spent, it's like sitting with you chatting to them um, face to face for six, 10 hours or however long it takes them to finish the book. Every um, evening, every morning. Yeah, yeah the trust <laughs> is going to be massive there. Yeah. Um, I've just finished T. Harvecker's book and it is just like sitting with T. Harvecker and he's having a, a dialogue with you, a conversation. Um, so if they do get through it, a lot of your sale um, has already been done because your reputation has been built up. 
Yeah, powerful sales mechanism. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about how you can put that into place during the week and where that fits as part of your sales mechanism. Now, a, f- a final note before we move on to the third benefit is around publishers, because you may be sitting here thinking, okay, are we, we're talking about ebook self-publishing versus a publisher. Surely a publisher is a better mechanism. Now, Carl mentioned the fact that, look, back in the day, a publisher used to be a gatekeeper, which meant nobody could get their thoughts onto paper and leverage this powerful ability that we have, which is self-publishing. Like we've explained, the key person of influence, Daniel Priestley's highly popular book, is self-published. Now, there are some advantage with, with working with a publisher. For example, you know, you, you have a team of people who are dedicated to getting your book out there. It could be on the bookshelves, could be on e-stores, editors, um, people who check the copy reading, people who design your covers, people who help with the launch. Now, that's great. And that does have its advantages. And it is arguable to say that a publisher comes with a greater kudos. You know, your book is published by X publisher. Now that's that feels good to the end user. That that seems more legitimate. But that's changed over time, hasn't it, Carl? Because that's one mechanism. But that's changed over time in terms of the credibility around a book versus a published book, i.e. self-published versus published. Yeah, increasingly, a lot of the books you will see in a bookshop are self-published or it will be, it won't necessarily say published by Amazon, obviously, but it will be a publishing company that has been set up by the author. Um, Mm. So if you actually check into the publisher, you'll find, okay, they've published one book and it is this book. Um, So the lines between traditional publishing and um, online publishing are blurring increasingly. Basically, um, I'm sorry to any traditional publishers out there but it's an old school industry and it's being decimated by the likes of Amazon and that's whether you like it or not that's kind of the fact of the matter um the means of production I don't want to get too uh, <laughs> Marxist here but the means of production have been democratized we now have the ability to uh, write to typeset to have someone copy edit and to ultimately publish and print a book like this um Whereas previously that could only be done by large companies who um, could therefore decide who gets into the publishing process and who doesn't. That's been removed. Um, Anybody can now publish. That means, yes, there's a lot of rubbish out there. Um, So the question becomes more of how to filter or how to market your book if you're an author. Um, But the, 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 the actual things that a publisher does that you just talked about. So typesetting, uh, copywriting, adding a cover, uh, printing it, that can all be done cheaply um, now. That can You can outsource that, you can find people to help you with that, and we're going to be covering that this week. Um, yeah. So yes, I think people were quite snobbish about self-publishing. Um, because anybody could do it, and obviously the quality is going to be lower. That's increasingly less and less the case. You can pick up books in WH Smiths or in Waterstones, and they will be self-published. Um, they've just made it into these larger distributors now. And yeah. that's the way we're going, and we're going to continue moving in that direction. And if you ask my generation, or you ask or mine and Carl's generation, or the generation that are coming up behind us, um, and their generation, the next generation, We are not aware, and I couldn't even name on one hand the different publishing companies out there. And if I asked somebody younger, it would be 
hey, can you name me five publishing companies? And I think that romanticism, the respect that comes along, again, no disrespect, but the natural respect that came with, okay, we are, if you got published by this publishing house or this publishing house, then it must mean something. I think that is also becoming less and less relevant as generations don't think about the publishing company when they go on Amazon. They think about what category, what's my problem? Is somebody writing a book to answer my problem? Great. Now, that's pretty much how it works. And that's how we will help you identify a niche in which you can start to publish your ebook within and have people actually purchase it and read it. We don't know, but certainly make a transaction with it. So that's oh, the- no, we can see if they read it. If they have purchased it on Kindle, we can see how many pages people read. Of course. Um, so we, we actually get a lot more information. Um, one other quick point on that is that what if you do want to get published by a, a real publisher, then the one of the best ways to do it is to start self-publishing, sell a lot of books, and then get picked up by a big publisher. And mm. this has increasingly been happening. Um, in fiction, for example, someone like Hugh Howie, he self-published uh, the Wool trilogy, and then he was picked up by hatchet or someone and became a, a superstar but only because he had started by self-publishing proving his worth in the market and then the publishers are like "Ooh, <laughs> quick we we uh we better buy the rights for this but by proving that your book's valuable and important that's the quickest way to also uh, get picked up by a real publisher if that is something that is important to you yeah, and then that will come with benefits. So I think that's fantastic. So let's move on to the third benefit of purchasing. So we've spoken about income. We've spoken about the power of the ebook, positioning your reputation as a key person of influence in the market, creating an authority and a trust with your with your end customer potentially. Now the final part is the looking at leads that will be generated for your business, and simply the fact that. Having an ebook helps build your entire business. Now, this will make sense as we go into this section. So, let me just flash up a diagram which we used last week, but I want you to focus on the diagram itself, not the headline. So, here's a diagram, and this diagram is essentially a value ladder or what we call a value ladder. Now, just a quick brief if you're watching this video, the value ladder is, say, going left to right. The first thing that I've got on the value ladder is an ebook. Then we've got a video course, then we've got a physical product, then we've got a subscription, and then we've got you as providing a service. Now, if you checked in with us last week, you would have heard us talk about the first step to focus on is create a product, then a subscription, then a service. So we're now still focusing the product part. So the fact that the ebook features here should be a great feeling for you if you're watching this because it is the starting point. Now, Carl, how is this? starting point different to a conventional book writer as an example mm. so if you go onto amazon you look at a lot of the best sellers they are writing books because they are an author and they are doing that primarily to make money um, so income is the first reason why you'd want to write an ebook that's absolutely fine that's their primary goal is to write a book make income from the book for us Yes, we'll make some money from the book. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Yes, we'll build up a reputation. That's great too. But our main reason for writing a book, for getting an ebook published on Amazon, 
is that it is the first piece in our business system, in the value ladder that we're going to be building up. Um, so for us, all the other things are great bonus, but the main thing is that we're building a business off the back of this ebook. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of value in that value ladder, in that chain of value as we start to escalate, um, build trust and generate more and more revenue. Um, so this allows us to come at the publishing process from a different point of view. Uh, which is very exciting yeah because a book a an actual author and somebody who writes the book as an end destination they got a completely different value ladder because their book is here right at the end as the final product it could be 15 pound 20 pound 25 pound book whatever they can't really price that that's their only product generally they'll have and, that, and that's their only product or two books or whatever it is um, yeah so the the book has to work for them the book needs to be the main revenue generator for their business. Whereas for us, we can be a lot more flexible and use it in different ways. The book itself is not the end product. The book is a piece in the larger puzzle. Um, for us, it's kind of part of the process and it's an early part of the process in building up our business. And that comes with a lot of advantages because if you think about your book, which sells at, I don't know, seven pound, and yes, they may go on to do public speaking, etc., afterwards, but is as the book being the end product, they need to drive an incredible amount of sales to have a business off the back of the book, which means in order to do that, they have to do a lot of work in terms of PR, classic PR, in terms of marketing, in terms of attending talks um, that, you know, going to, I forgot what they're called, but where they go to the bookshop, uh, bookshop for a closed session with some loyal fans, all of that has to be done, a book reading, all of that has to be done in order to sell that final product. Whereas we are going to be positioning it at the start and using it as a tool in as many different ways as possible. And we'll be sharing with you a couple of ways this week in order to not be overwhelming uh, and not be over the top. Now, what are we writing, Carl? So that's, so let me just quickly summarize before I, I move Carl on to the next part, which is three big reasons for why we are encouraging you to publish an ebook. Um, the benefits of it. Number one is income in two two real ways. Number one is passive. Num number two is stacking it in, if you do it in the form of guides, which we'll talk about. The number two is the fact that we can leverage and build a reputation, have the book as a calling card, um, as, a, as a signal mechanism, which is extremely powerful as well, which positions you as a key person of influence. Number three is it can start to generate leads for your actual business. And remember, the actual business is not the book itself. This is what differentiates this entire week to being a classic author, which leads us on to the next point, Carl, which is uh, an important point you've added into the notes, actually. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to be talking about is going to be relevant for nonfiction books. This is not relevant for fiction. Um, we are going to be packaging up your expertise and your knowledge in your particular business area and using it to build a business. Uh, this is building businesses online. That's what we're focusing on. Um, so some of the uh, strat strategies and tactics we're going to be talking about will be relevant to fiction publishing, but that is not the purpose of this week. The purpose is nonfiction. Um, the good thing about this, because some people are probably already starting to worry that like, I can't write a book. We're going to go through the objections shortly. But the good thing about this is that fiction writing is very much based on your talent as a writer. You need to be a good writer. You need to be able to 
you know, tell a good story, write a good sentence, um, have good characters, good descriptions. Um, that's based on your ability to write. Whereas nonfiction is less dependent on that. It's more dependent on the information you have and what you're bringing to the table, um, what you are helping your reader with, um, which is going to be more important. This means that any of you, any of you out there, um, who have an expertise or a business, you can publish, you can write a book, and you can get it out into the world. Yeah, because I was, I was, I'm trying to pull up the interview. So I was, I was watching yesterday as I was cooking over the weekend, cooking dinner for Gina, which was uh, an interview between George Martin, George R. R. Martin and, mm. and Stephen King. Now, they are examples of people who are using the medium of fiction and the concept of a book. And of course, the movies that have gone be made off the back of their books but the book was their business and their the magic the creativity the storytelling and all of that amazingness which goes into which they sort of described in that interview i was watching is not what we're talking about this week that's not the purpose of this we're not talking about creating a piece of art a piece of fiction over the next couple of years or some people work on their book form for a decade like that is not what we're talking about here we are talking about using a book as an information piece as part of a value ladder to be able to then later sell a core or premium product so that your business can drive revenue it can lead to profits it can lead to growing the business and actually providing you that online business that you wanted uh, from the get-go for the reason you're actually watching this show. So that's a big difference here because when people think of a book, Carl, the automatic default is, oh my goodness, uh, let's go into the objections. Oh my goodness, the first default thing that we would get is, but I'm not a writer. You know, I'm not a writer. So what, what do, what's that message for people listening to the BBO show if they're thinking I'm not a writer? Yeah. Well, I've not trained this, I've not done this in university, etc. Yeah, well, for some people, it'll be school, secondary school um, will be the last time that they've actually put pen to paper and sat down and write. Um, and I get this. Uh, and when we talk about writing a book, it seems like this massive creative endeavor. What we're going to be showing you over this week is a, a framework, a system for uh, writing a book. And it's going to take time. It will require your creative input, of course. But you don't need to be a writer. You don't need to be a Stephen King or George R. R. Martin or a literary figure. You don't need to be a Tolstoy. Um, what you are is an expert in your particular niche. Uh, we've talked about business niches before and what you bring to your particular niche. Um, we've talked about that in, gosh, week, week one, over a few weeks. Oh, yeah, and we do always mention it. So at least once a week, we're talking about into this space, um, especially if you're a new listener. So yeah, but we have covered this in detail as well. Yeah, and if you don't know your niche, it's worth going back to check out the Expert Funnel course um, or the business, uh, the week that we did on business as a whole. Last week, so that'll be last week. If you're watching this, this is the this is the first episode of this particular week. So yep. we're episode 25. So look at the five episodes which have come before this. Yeah, um, so that was, we spent a whole week really defining what your particular niche is and that means what problems are you solving for people in the marketplace? That's something that you are good at doing. You don't need to be an author. You just need to be good at helping people in your particular niche. Um, there's a couple of things though. We're going to be on 
what we know on Monday. So on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the actual creation of the book. Um, and there's a couple of ways to do it. One is to write it or to type it all out. And we're going to at least be giving you um, structures that you can follow, which allow you to break that down into lots of small sections. Um, but writing it still takes time. Uh, for example, this book here, this took 30 days, uh, which is not huge. But this took a, a whole month to write because I was writing one chapter a day for 30 days. Um, so that was a month. It's still not a huge amount of time, but for some people you might be thinking, oh, that's, you know, I, I don't want to sit down and do that. Um, so it's fine. What we're going to be showing you are other ways to get that content out of your head and onto the page. Um, so writing is one of them. The second is using video first or using audio, and then we convert that into text. That's a very powerful method. So even if you aren't a writer, you're probably good at speaking about your uh, your niche topic. So that's going to be the second method. And the third will be hiring somebody to write it for you. So you will put together an outline. Uh, you'll you will kind of flesh out the very basic details and then you'll hand it over to somebody who is a professional writer who will be able to uh, fill the rest out. Obviously with that there's a cost um, but you have saved a lot of time in the process. So regardless of whether you are a writer or not you are an expert and we're going to be giving you a few different methods to make the creative process, the, uh, the creation of that content nice and simple depending on what option you want to take, whether you want to write it yourself, whether you want to speak and then convert that into writing, or whether you want to pay somebody uh, to write for you. We'll be covering mm -hmm. all those options. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that answers the question. And if you think about writing in regards to, you know, another thing is, okay, how long does the book have to be? How many words does the book have to be? Well, if you remember and anchor back to this, which is the value ladder, and if you've followed along with what we've spoken about, you'll understand that the value ladder needs to be an entry point for people. So at this stage, you're not going to be writing a three, four hundred page uh, super guide. It's just going to be too much information and it'll be way too overwhelming for your end client or customer or somebody who is seeking out the information. This is more into the nonfiction sector. So this will be this will fall more into the category of how can you get the information across concisely with meaning and context over a 50, 70, 150 page maybe ebook, which somebody can digest and get through in a couple of days uh, over a weekend if they're going for a bit of a long reading session. Uh, so it has to be digestible, consumable. So we'll, we'll be again talking about this in detail, but don't feel like you're writing a 400, 500 piece here, which has taken decades to put together or years of research and to put together. We're, we're we're being informative, but we're being informative at the early stage of the value ladder. So a lot of people do, when they sit down to write a book, they do try to plan a three, 400 page book. And the reason for that is that is the size of a published book. Publishers require nonfiction books to be a certain length. Um, and it's mainly so they take up enough space on the shelf. Um, sadly, there is a reason for why they're that long. It's because they take up a good chunk of space and you can put stuff on the spine. Mm -hmm. A book like this, um, this is uh, 100 pages. That doesn't look very good on the shelf because it's so small and that's going to be hard to sell. Um, however, in a 100 page book, you can condense the value and the information of a 300 page book um, and cover everything you need to. Uh, and you'll find your readers will appreciate it that you can deliver the same amount of value, but in a much shorter book. I mean, if you pick up any nonfiction book, there's 
generally so much fluff. Normally you can read the introduction and the conclusion chapter and you've got 90% of the book and then the rest will be, yes, stacking up the arguments, but the the core message and the core content generally for non-fiction books can really be compressed to very little. And because we are using this as our entry level into our value ladder as one of the first um, first experiences that our customers will have of us and our expertise, we want it to be short. We want it to be consumable and digestible rather than this big thick tome that they are going to never ever going to touch. Um, mm. so if it helps you, if the idea of writing a book is too scary, think of it as a pamphlet or as a guide or something a bit smaller, something a bit more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. A, gla- a guide. Uh, if you are used to writing online, maybe a long, very long blog post, very, a very long blog, <laughs> a very, very long blog as an example. So that's typical objection. Number one, which is look, I'm not a writer. What do I do now? The typical objection. Number two is I haven't got a book idea. I don't know what to write about. Now we're not going to answer this at the moment. We're going to be covering this in detail tomorrow. What do you write about? In that, that would typically be the question. So let's just skip that one. So you're going to check check in with us tomorrow uh, to find out how do we identify idea, what our 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 idea, mm-hmm. uh, and number three. So the the next objection, which is which we can briefly talk about, what game we're going to cover in detail is I don't have the time. So Carl, what do we say to people who? who's listening and say, okay, actually, I, I don't even have the luxury of writing one chapter a day. I don't have the luxury of um, all of this time needed to be committed to creating a book. Now, just as a caveat, we're going to be talking about this detail and the system involved on Wednesday. So that's so, uh, but this is just a brief answer to get you started. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This will be Wednesday's uh, topic. As we just mentioned, we're going to be talking about different ways to get that content done. So yes, there might be sitting down and writing a little bit each day. Um, or it could be recording a video or audio, then converting it, or it could be hiring somebody. Obviously, if you don't have time, hiring somebody is going to be uh, the optimal solution. You are exchanging money for time. That's very basic. Um, With the second solution that we just mentioned there, which is speaking, we are able to speak much faster than we can write. Um, And then that content can be converted into written language. Um, Hans and I are in the process of converting the courses that we're delivering over YouTube, we're converting them into guidebooks. Um, and I believe week one, where we spoke for four hours, is how many words is it? It's about 30,000 words. 30,000 words, it's over a 60 to 80 page um, from last look at the draft. It's about it, that long. It's another book about this kind of size, yeah. um, just by the two of us talking for four hours. Um, so there are ways to make time by being more efficient in how you uh, how you create the content by either hiring somebody or delivering via speech first and then having somebody uh, edit that into the written word. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also going to be giving you templates for this is how you construct your book to make it as easy as possible for you to get the first one done. Obviously, later you can go out on your own and uh, structure your book how you want, but we just want to make this first one as easy as possible. Uh, just to get through so you can prove to yourself oh, okay writing a book is you know it's doable um we i mean we're producing quite a few books at the moment but the <laughs> if you have the right system in place you can actually get the bulk of the work done within a week um which is not very long time for something that is going to be an asset this is the other thing you need to remember is like oh i don't have time this is going to take forever 
what you're building is an asset. Um, and we talked about this at the head of the show, Amazon or whichever publishing platform you use, once you give them the document file, they do the rest of the work. They are going to be generating cash for you um, passively. So yes, it's going to take time up front to create this asset, to create the document that you give to Amazon for publishing. That's going to take time. But from that point onwards, you're going to get automatic money. You're going to get a passive income uh, revenue just kind of dripping into your bank account without you doing anything. So think about the time investment now to save time later because you're going to be making money automatically. I think that's mm. a really powerful way to think about it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that will be enough for you to kind of say, okay, yeah, I'm game with this. I can spend a couple of weeks putting together uh, an ebook, and I'm excited to start on this process. Mm. And the system and the process that we'll share with you allows that to be done in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. So hang, hang in with us because the alternative is without this system or a structure in place, that two weeks or one week, of production becomes a month, becomes two months, becomes six months, never and then gets never gets done. And all that time is spent publishing one book. We want to have a system that you can use in which you can publish a new ebook every two weeks. Let's just let's stretch the time a bit from a week. Every single every two weeks, a new book could be published if you if you you know committed the time to it to learning the system and then getting down to the work. So that's it. So that's that's the three most typical objections that we'll get, which is, look, I'm not a writer. I've never been a writer. I've never done it in school. Um, I've, you know, after GCSEs, I never wanted to write anything ever again because it was all horrific, whatever. So we've covered that. Number two is I don't have a book idea. Number three is I don't have time. So again, we'll be answering all of this in detail through the week. So let me give you an overview of the week. So tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, which will be show number 26, is answering the question, what is our book going to be about? What's the idea? And how do I find the category in which to write this book and put it into that category? So that we will be talking about that on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we're going to be actually writing the book, outlining the content, and then giving you the answer on how best to get the content done. So how best to get the writing done and plug it into the system or content structure that we'll give you. Thursday, we're going to talk about publishing. And then in, in the topic of publishing, we'll be introducing the, the topic of Kindle Direct Publishing. We'll be talking about getting a cover made and walking you through that process. So that should be really helpful. So you've written something and now you understand how to publish it. And then Friday is... So the we'll also talk about how to get a physical copy. Um, that's mm. something that's written in the notes. And you might be wondering, because I'm waving this around, like, how, how have you got a paper version? We're going to be talking about that as well on Thursday. Um, it's much easier than you would think. Mm. And okay, so we'll cover that on Thursday. And then Friday, final day of the week, we'll be talking about the book launch, the promotion, and some tools and techniques about in a way you can hit the best seller list, which gives you lots of advantages as well, especially when we're talking about reputation, authority and building trust with your audience, which we so did that, last week, which so. we did last week. Yeah, we, we hit bestseller um, on Amazon 
so we're on the bestseller list there and we rank very highly within certain categories for example the job hunt category which is a great category to be in because from a from, put, put the logical side aside put the logical thing aside from an emotional side if that book can help somebody in that category which means they're hunting for a job which means they're looking for another source of income if that book can help them achieve that then that's a great win that's putting out some fantastic content into the world now this has been a remarkably quick show compared to our normal time. So for those listening at home, I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about the book, the Slack group. I'm just joking. This is an early this is early lunch for me and Kyle. So talking about okay, let me just talk talk briefly about three things before we close off the show. Number 1 is anything we talk about at, in the BBO show myself and Kyle you can come and ask us questions about it because we talk about the topic from a to z within a specific week but we don't know your personal situation we don't know between monday and tuesday what your questions are so the best place to ask us those questions are in the slack group it's private it's free you click the link in the description below slack will ask for your email we don't get that and then you can come chat to myself and Kyle about anything that we talk about on the BBO show great number 2 is don't forget to subscribe to the show you can do that on this youtube channel or you can head to bbo.show but as a url you can subscribe on that page as well and that's also where the show notes will live so if you're thinking about how can i get a snapshot of what these guys are talking about how can i get a written version how can i watch it via a web player then that's available Another thing to add now is you can listen to this in audio exclusively so we've now published on audio via a podcast mechanism so you can go check that out on bbo.show and you can find out all the different places that the audio lives. Oh, so that's it. That's exciting. I didn't know about yeah. that. So it's, it's dropped on iTunes as of Monday morning. So we're now on iTunes and we'll be expanding into the Spotify, the other platforms as time progresses but if you want to listen to the audio you can go to the web player which is available as well on bbo.show and the first five episodes of the bbo show are now live and will be publishing as time goes forward so that's it the final thing is go check out the ebook and i think if you're following along this week the ebook costs less than a dollar less than a pound so what would be great is even if you purchase the ebook for the purpose of what does an end product look like and then say what well, that's the end product by following this process that Harms and Carla are going to share this week this is an example of what an end product may look like um so besides of the fact that it shares 200 different ways to make money online with your laptop and wifi connection apart from that point it very much relates to an output from which we'll be talking about this week in the show and that's so that, how long two weeks that took 2 weeks so that's an example of an end to end process idea notes video audio and then also producing and and publishing a ebook which has been purchased from around the world now i don't know the exact statistics but it's been purchased from around the world and hit the amazon best seller list so if you want to see what an end product looks like and what we'll be teaching you to publish yourself then that's a great place to to access that so you can click that's also on the link below everything i've just spoken about is in the description below and if you listen to this via audio then you just head to bbo.show and all of this information will be available to you also that's it early lunch for us awesome yeah it should be a good exciting week um going to be giving you a lot of content 
and obviously we're going to be here for any additional questions on Slack um, but we will be guiding you through absolutely everything and it's going to be I hope a really useful week.